It's 1.22 a.m. April 7th. Libra full moon. And I'm sitting here, or lying here, as I have been for the past three hours, trying to sleep. Now why would an individual whose life is going well, very successful, very accomplished, brilliant, beautiful, kind-hearted and pure, pure-hearted, why would anyone of those natures have trouble sleeping on this night of the full moon? Well, part of the problem is that I'm trying to practice forgiveness. I'm hurting, and I'm finally acknowledging that hurt. It's funny because, or maybe not in the ha-ha laughing, joking kind of way, but maybe so in the irony type way. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think it's funny at all. Anyways. Some people are born into this world unaware of the people that birthed them into this world. Oftentimes you find them in foster care systems. Adopted by parents that don't look like them. But I think the ones who get adopted, they're kind of the lucky ones. What about the ones who were born? Parents completely aware. Yet, still created a child that felt orphaned. I'm having difficulty really expressing this topic. We say to young women, specifically, that in order to find a healthy relationship, she should love herself. As of recent, this same message has been articulated to men. My question then becomes, if I was born blind and one day you asked me to see, and there was no, you know, prior intervention. How would it be feasible that one can see? So too. If 
you have parents or a childhood that condition lack of love or conditional love then asking someone to then practice unconditional love is similar This is what it means to be magical. True power. What a miracle looks like on the 3D plane. My journey to self-love has been winding. Much like the Goliath roller coaster at Six Flags over Georgia. It's an orange and green ride. Colors that you wouldn't normally put together, but they somehow work. It's not the most unattractive color scheme in the world. (laughs) However, when you get on this ride, You're catapulted into an experience that takes you wherever it wants to go. For children, they just wake up one day and find themselves on this roller coaster. For adults who have come face to face with what most consider rock bottom, they wake up on this roller coaster. There's a song by Tank and the Bangers. It's called Roller Coasters, actually. And the first line says, well, in her introduction, She's explicating why would anyone want to ride a roller coaster? Like, does it bring about some type of thrill that one doesn't receive on a normal day-to-day basis? A type of uh, jerking back and forth? And she says, She finally understood why people rode roller coasters after she had experienced it. The first line of the song says, it's the butterflies and the fireflies fighting in her stomach. That she's scared to fly 
Because she has to come down. But she's ready. Now. And I think that song and introduction was so perfect to this roller coaster analogy. Especially in terms of, I want to call it emotional consciousness. An awareness that comes from knowing there is a track, a preset programming that this ride has to follow. Who created that track? Well, the energies that came together to bring you life, your parents. And we can go along this track for those who've grown up in healthy, unconditionally loving environments. That track is kind of set to propel one. into everything that they're supposed to be. Where the analogy of the roller coaster falters is that once the rider on this coaster becomes aware that there is a ride. Because like I said, we just wake up one day and we realize we're on the fucking roller coaster. In this emotional consciousness of recognizing we're on this coaster, we now have the option to chart our own course. We could continue with the programming, the tracks that have already been laid in stone, bolted down to the ground, or we can go a different way. This different way is my process, my journey to self-love. What I found out in my journey in particular is that the only way was to jump ship. Who in their right mind would jump out of a roller coaster. One that is moving high speed and it has just completed its final loop-de-loop. So you're kind of hanging mid-air upside down. And 
I unlatched the buckle. Maybe this is why people talk about falling in love. It does feel like a loss of control in a way. Anytime we kind of fall into love, we are abandoning our control or responsibility is a better way to say that. Our responsibility in the coaster we are riding. And we hand that over to whatever it is that we're falling in love with. Most people hand it over to their partners. We need love. We, we search for partners constantly, consistently. Me speaking for myself only. In order to hand over control. We recognize that on our particular roller coasters, there has been tracks missing. We have been barely hanging on by a thread. In my life particular, that thread was not even there. So what I was hanging on was kind of like faith. In the next podcast, I'll tell you guys just how literal this thread of faith was. But my journey looked like unleashing, 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 like I said, unleashing, but unleashing my belt buckle and falling. I was no longer comforted by the safety of a cart, you know, to hold my being in. No longer comforted by a pre-programmed track. Honestly, no longer comforted by the security of everything I have known. And so midair. Because the falling took about two years in itself. So midway, I say a year in, a falling from my roller coaster. I panicked. I scrambled for every piece of security that I had ever known. But because I was midair, there was nothing. Even grabbing onto myself at that point was impulsive premature
You guys are probably tired of my similes and metaphors by this point. But I imagine me trying to go back to safety and security while midair was similar to me fighting myself, me shooting myself in the foot, me fighting with all that I was. Mid-air, now I'm contemplating, damn, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have let go. But then I look at the pre-programmed plan and I see, well, had I not let go, this is the life I could expect. Predictable, unfulfilling. Mm. Conditional love. If the earth, who is so bountiful and plentiful, gives us all that we know and are freely, effortlessly, then why do we as humans place limits and parameters on that which we give? For me as a child, this is very confusing. I only gave because it was obligatory. If I did not give, my presence was even more useless, even more minuscule, even more of an interruption. I remember the day my mother jokingly called me a mistake. I didn't know in the moment if I was more offended that it was a joke or that her counterpart who did not birth me couldn't agree more. Emphasized mistake. Emphasized fuck up. And unfortunately, I internalized that. How can a mistake ever be great? How can a mistake ever be worthy of love? And so midair, these were the thoughts. I'd call it the turmoil that kept me spinning and falling 
And unfortunately, before I knew it, I had hit the ground neck first. I say my neck, not because my head wasn't affected. I was severely depressed. But I fell on my neck because we don't realize how small of an opening our neck is, but how extremely vital, important it is to the whole operation that is our bodies. There's the bones in the back of your neck called the spinal cord. If any slight movement or adjustment uh, mistake were to happen to this bone structure, your whole body now has to operate in response to that. on the ground, neck broken, head hanging off the side of my shoulders, body exhausted from going through all those atmosphere changes, (sighs) and ultimately lost because I didn't realize that below the roller coaster was this crazy, scary forest. A forest I hadn't even noticed was there because I woke up on a roller coaster. I never experienced what the ground felt like. So you mean to tell me I did not have to be moving at warp speed? So you mean to tell me I can take this life thing one step at a time and that's okay? So so you are saying that I only had to deal what's in front of me with what's in front of me. And that became my motto. One day at a time. One day. Sometimes the days are too long. I'm not even going to be honest, especially when the forest... (laughs) Um, nighttime fell in the forest shit got scary okay I couldn't even see my hand in front of me it was so dark there's no such thing as artificial street lights in the forest ain't no cell phone with a flashlight on command in the forest in the forest 
you deal with the circumstances that you find yourself in. There is no changing the forest. The only thing you can change is you in the forest. This was a difficult um, realization, a difficult um, responsibility to carry, especially in this place that I really, really had to know. I thought the roller coaster was for foreboding, but this forest with trees taller than any roller coaster could dare, with creepy crawly species that and spirits. And anything you could literally imagine. So you can imagine my first few nights in the forest was crippled by fear. Not to mention that I was physically crippled from falling on my fucking neck. So let's call... This crippling, this fear, right? We're going to link those together. The crippling is the fear. And with this crippling, I just had to lay there. Lay in the spot that I fell and landed with my neck broken. Till I had some strength. Born out of courage to get up now this was no easy process it was pretty daunting if I were to get up too suddenly would my neck completely like fall off and I die my head gone or could I be gentle about it and kind of like move slowly so that I'm putting my head back on while trying to get up. Popping my shoulder back into socket. Twisting my ankle back into place. When you recognize that the conditioning from your childhood has come to a point of no return, much like me in the forest crippled. You have to find this whisper this whisper inside of yourself that knows exactly how to nurture you 
that you get the the more tenacious voice that pushes you forward, encourages you. And it is these two entities known as the mother and father within that you begin to nurture and heal yourself back to life. That you begin to understand that everything that I felt I was missing just needed to be listened to within myself. The whisper told me to be gentle. To go slowly and be deliberate, to be cautious. And to love with no end. And then the the more tonacious voice said, you got this. the pep talker of a lifetime, a motivational speaker better than any I had ever heard because that voice spoke directly to me and in my situation. Nothing outside of me could give me that clarity, could push me Past the pain, past the discomfort. This tenacious voice for me was a lot bit impatient. Where the whisper was gentle and slow and patient. The tenacious was was not as forgiving, not as willing to change. It only wanted to be the changer, one of these voices without the other would have would have forced me to stay in the same situation but it was both of these voices together within me It was both of these voices together 
within me that propel me forward. I was able to get up thanks to the tonacious voice. But about two to three steps in, I was falling again to the whispers. saying it's okay take it easy be gentle with yourself you're still healing the tenacious couldn't feel the neck that had been cracked from falling Tonacious couldn't feel the shoulder that was just placed back into the socket. The tonacious only saw that it looked to be fixed. But the whispers, oh my God, the whispers. They understood something so much deeper. And to this very moment, has been an understanding that has gifted me. With an understanding that has gifted me 